0: Welcome to Spiral Podcast. Your hosts are me, Rachel. And me, Liz. In the run-up to this year's Great Escape Festival, we'll be spotlighting artists of this year's line-up that we reckon ought to be on your radar. Ones we cannot wait to see live. This year, the festival is going virtual, although it won't be any less the annual treat of new music we all live for.
1: Here, yeah, we've discovered some absolutely incredible talent over the years. We've volunteered for a few years running too. Such great memories. And today, we are delighted to be joined by their nominee,
0: Leicester's upcoming art pop performance. C.J.
1: Padden. Hello. Evening, Hi. how are
0: you? So how's it going? How's everything going? Yeah,
2: good. Good, good, good. Been busy filming stuff and getting things ready, doing some live stream stuff, The Great Escape. Um, yeah, just keeping ticking over really, just trying to do as much as I can before the world opens back up again.
1: <laughs> Have you been enjoying the sunshine at all?
2: I have yeah I'm a little bit red actually I sat in it yesterday for a little bit too long I think um <laughs> yeah I, yeah I managed to get out in it but yeah I think I've got a studio space with no windows so I have to try and like drag myself outside for a little
0: bit every day. <laughs> oh, yeah. So uh you're playing The Great Escape which you're really excited to sort of see yeah. you perform and it's a festival we both really love actually we've been back quite a few times now and volunteered there and uh yeah, it's, it's one of those sort of festivals you sort of just stumble into a venue. You never know who you're going to sort of listen to and, you yeah, know, it's great, isn't
2: it? Yeah, I think that's the sad thing, like about the, I watched the South By um, shows and, uh, you know, the Great Escapes of the Streams are great and it was great, but it's like, you do miss that, like, stumbling onto some kind of, like, rare gem you've got you've never heard before just because you it's the only place you can get in because everywhere else is full so you go and find your new favourite band in this place or whatever, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's it's a shame, but you know it's it's amazing to be a part of it, and you know I hope that we get to go and do it for real next year as well. You know when it's back up and running. So yeah, it's got to make the most of it, I guess.
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's great opportunity all the same because you're on a place where obviously people go to that anyway. They'll find you all the same, and uh, yeah, it's great just to be picked, isn't it? Really. A
2: hundred percent. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really great to be part of the lineup. Um, something i've always wanted to play and do and be a part of and it's you know it's like the um the next step and everything you know you're ticking these boxes that you you know as you do on the way through and this is probably the most you know um the biggest thing that we're doing we've done so far we've done so far so yeah it's really exciting
1: yeah your bio on the Great greatscape festival definitely captured our attention what did it say? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it says, um, CJ Panda is an art pop performer who crafts songs for movies that were never made and places that you've never been. CJ is an anomaly <laughs> and one of pop's music's most intriguing outliers. So we're very curious about... I'll
2: take it, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's good. Um, we're very curious you describe yourself as an art pop performer. What do you well, mean I think,
2: I um, don't know if that was me describing myself, but I think I'd probably... Um... I would agree I'd say it sits in that world I don't I've always been quite keen and avid to do more than uh just release music or just you know just do be like a singular um have one singular craft and you know like music is the primary vessel but there's so many things that we do around it like for the first releases we did on pre-covid uh we did uh, an, an exhibition um where you could go and walk around it's all about the song Carolu um to, uh South Indian word which means uh the it has no direct translation to the English language it's like like I love words like that uh, it means the mark left on the skin when something's worn too tight and so you know I like to as a metaphor for the marks you leave on each other and the memories you make And we did a whole exhibition around that and then we played in the gallery that it was in um so yeah I think probably from those things that people have kind of um, assimilated me with that which I'm completely happy with and on board with so <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's quite interesting. Then, so you did an art exhibition around that.
2: Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Um, and then we did a, we made a short film for the second single. Um, and then we were going to do something really exciting for the third. And then the world stopped.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So yeah, what I'm we're looking forward cool t- to get back out doing that. Well, we we didn't quite know like we we wanted to do like some kind of interactive live show, um, but where you could go through different spaces and you know we'd be playing in different spaces or that you would move with the band through the, through uh, you know a venue or a space. Um, but yeah, then that we've not got to do that, so that's definitely on the list uh, to do as things open up again.
0: So what came first and for you was it more of the music side of things or? film or art
2: um definitely music and I think music's always the, the the first thing but it's like I think when when I'm writing it's always uh, it, I've always got those things in mind so they, they kind of inform each other now it's rather rather than you know something' will start music like a musical idea will start and then you know as it's being finished it, I'm always ready down the road of the video the artwork that you know what everything should go around it and to be to make this world that people can dive into which I've been quite like um quite avid about of, of, of making a world so at, w- at whatever point that you find my music or, or my art you can dive into it and spend time with it and and there's more to it than you know we live in such a disposable world now really like where you know the, and people say it all the time and it's like there's so much happening all the time and so much music coming out like you know if there is more to dig your teeth into and to get excited about then you know i think i think that's that's it that's exciting for me when i when you know all the bands that i first discovered and really got into and, and the artists they all had these worlds that 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 kind of represented them and you know was, was like a living breathing thing as to go alongside the music And i think that's something i've been quite keen to always continue to do
0: so what sort of artists were you listening to at the time
2: it's like the band. My first, the band like I loved growing up. They were like my band. Uh, it was the Maccabees, um, and you know that was like the first introduction to kind of like, the ambient stuff. And then I kind of went backwards and did digging like myself, and went back and listened to Eno, and and you know, and uh, and talk a lot of Talk Talk as well. Um, the later records, especially,
1: and the Blue Nile, um, all these bands that kind of
2: painted these pictures with sound somehow and it was always you know i'd always visualise these things in my head and and they all these people did so much and so many interesting things like around the music and it was that something you know they all, they all probably came from like uh, an art world before they started to do music like traditionally a like, lot the acts i like and stuff so yeah um i'd say yeah so those three were probably the most biggest inspirations and they were the bands that i really got into and kind of taught me whatever it is that i'm, that I'm doing now <laughs>
0: Have you always been a solo artist? Um,
2: no, I've been in bands and stuff over the years, honed my craft, um, done some horrendous shows, um, some great shows, uh, yeah. Um, and then, like, um, I had like an alias. that used to release music under, her and just got to the point where I felt, I felt, comfortable want to say, like, completely comfortable. I felt like comfortable enough to like stand by whatever I put out and and would take you know the positive the negative with it it was it was the it's like I felt the most me I've ever felt so it's like I'm never going to feel more like that and I think you can only do that once like I can only be CJ Panda once that's it now for me like that's me forever Um, so yeah yeah a few different projects but now I kind of yeah it was always leading to this at some point I just had to like build up the courage to do it
0: Did it take you long to find your voice?
2: Yeah, I think, like, seven or eight years of making mistakes. Um, and I don't know about you guys, like like, I quite enjoy being bad at stuff. It's, like, humbling and exciting yeah. and, uh, like, learning and the art of giving time to something um, that you know, you know, like, walk, uh, walking before you run. And, and, and yeah, I think just being like committed to making mistakes and enjoying making mistakes and learning from them uh has just kind of finally and i'll you know continue to do that now but i feel like more assured in what i'm doing um because of you know the seven years of making music in other different forms or whatever before this was even thought about doing you know so
0: you get to a certain point where you just know what you are really i guess
2: yeah, it's maybe it's more like uh maybe just more comfortable with yourself um yeah. So, yeah, I guess that's just yeah, just me be more comfortable with myself and, and and having a willingness to engage with people like via like my own name and like me as a human rather than this thing that I can pretend to be like someone else, which isn't necessarily like the most accurate representation of me for whatever reason. But yeah, yeah, kind of, I did feel like I found my voice now with stuff.
1: So we see that you're working and living between London, New York, and your hometown of Leicester. Tell us more about that.
2: Um, I spent a lot of time in New York over the past like two, three years, 2017, 2018 So I started going over. Um, yeah, wrote there a lot, and, and you know, spent a lot of time there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we lived in London for a little while. I'm like back and forth everywhere, uh, writing with people, hopping around, doing all these different things. Um, yeah, like, again, learning and making those mistakes. And then, yeah, I'm now in. I'm in Leicester currently. Um, in a really amazing studio space called 247 which is you know it's there's there's maybe nine or ten studio spaces and then upstairs there's like communal art spaces and there's um, a kinethical uh and sustainable fashion brand who are like doing really well they've got a like a um a space there where they you know they there's four or five of them working on that and you know photographers artists um the sound system upstairs as well um yeah, it's just this kind of like real hub. Um, yeah, some amazing artists and bands in there. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of that's where I'm based now. I'm not am not yet setting unsurprisingly over the past year. Uh, <laughs> how,
1: how did you find New York? How do you, do you like it?
2: Um, incredibly intense, but like my favourite place I've ever been. And I would move back there in a heartbeat. I would, I would live there forever. Um, I don't know yeah. if you guys have ever been.
1: Yeah, I've been twice.
2: What did you think of it?
1: I loved it as well. I want to go back there for a year and live there or something.
2: Mm, yeah, it's um, it can yeah, it it can it's intense. But it, yeah, wow. I love it. I think I've I felt the most. I don't know when you when you get to a place, it feels like the most you place that exists. That was it for me. I was like, oh my god, I'm meant to be here. This is amazing. Um, so yeah, brilliant. I love it there.
1: So that leads us to your latest single, New York Time. Mm. Tell us more about that. Um. It,
2: Don't really, and it's one of those things that I never really believed people when they said it. Like, I don't the people I didn't remember writing something or didn't remember doing this, that, neither. You know, Uh, it came from somewhere else. But this was my first experience of that. Like, truly, Um, yeah, it was just again um, in a real weird spot and didn't know what was going on. The situation between here and there. Um, And then I went up to Liverpool for a few days to write um, with Mike Halls, uh, who's in the Bankley Good Kid don't listen to those guys they're amazing um yeah and then we just we just sat and wrote this song and don't have any real recollection of it happening it was just this stream of consciousness and felt like i had so much to kind of like get off my chest and to try and deal with and confront and you know it was it was like a real real low point in my life and i think you can there's a real weight to that song i think where um I don't think you can ever fake that or buy that or or produce that in a way where you can you can manufacture that and it's just it's it's an incredibly like truthful, um, honest, open song which I think a lot of my songwriting is not relatively autobiographical and that's probably you know the most open and honest I've ever been and yeah d- yeah don't really have like a recollection of doing it and it's like it's probably one of my favourite songs if not like the favourite because just what it like means to me and how it helped me how much it helped me to get out of like real stupid you know and, and feeling as bad as I was feeling and this yeah this thing happened and, and it started some kind of like healing process with it which is yeah fascinating really um yeah, yeah. but yeah I love it
1: <laughs> yeah I like the lyrics it's like when I had nothing to say you're a time and a place inside my head
0: and good lyrics
1: I think
2: no, thank you very much
0: it sounds a very cathartic sort of process you went through as well to create it I mean how is the <laughs> process in creating music for you do you do you find you are drawn towards the lyrics or is it more the music that sort of channels you thinking uh, it really varies i think sometimes it'll be like a, some it can, i could
2: sit on a piano or a guitar and write a song top to bottom um but sometimes i'll just feel like making some kind of ambience that like informs like a feeling or you're trying to paint this picture and it's like the first color you use is this kind of like ambient drone thing which you know which is probably of the time I'll start doing that and then that just makes me like oh god okay that's making me feel this and then that needs to be this kind of like it's normally if it starts that way it's normally some kind of like warm synth (laughs) um but yeah yeah I think it it depends on it I don't know I don't know I, I think the music I would say the music comes first a lot of the time um but yeah I yeah I don't know they kind of go hand in hand and it's again the the my recollection of things is 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 incredibly poor uh, as you can tell uh, because it all of a sudden i'm like oh there's it's done there it is like okay cool do and now i'll change it and edit it and decide if it's right and sometimes i never do that and so, because it just feels done and it feels right and i think that's one thing i've really learned not to be like overly um analytical if it feels right and it feels good night 99 of the time then it's done like you're only going to make something worse by like continually self-editing and self-critiquing and like self-loathing through that like, process and you just end up hating the music you make which I have experienced as well so yeah just don't yeah don't overthink anything
0: <laughs> probably the best advice you could give <laughs>
2: yeah yeah hopefully yeah just yeah I, I truly believe in it and like be I used to have such a Obsession with like one big thing happening that would would make everything else happen, and it's not the case. And I think I'm like incredibly committed and enjoying uh, every tiny little step forward that happens. And it might be a little left like sideward step where we're going. Well, I, was, like, I don't think I'd end up here like for this point, and then like two weeks or whatever. And yeah, it's it's really sent us down like some interesting paths. We got some amazing shows and stuff booked through the summer. um Yeah, I've just uh, I'll really just like kind of followed my nose with everything, and and. and believed in the process and enjoying the process rather than stressing about you know not too much anyway stressing a little bit about what's happening next
1: so you mentioned you've got some gigs booked
2: yeah um don't i, I don't think any of them are announced yet i don't know if i'm allowed to say what uh, they okay. are because there's, yeah. there's some festivals through the summer and obviously depending if they happen or not i've got no yeah. idea um yeah 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 and there's a lot further there's some further afield. um yeah, across the channel in Europe, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, I mean, whether they happen this year or not, I don't know. But mm. if they don't, then it'll happen next year, and that's just as fine. Um, yeah. But yeah, I don't think I don't think I'll have to say I'll probably get in trouble if I do say. So. Uh, no
1: <laughs> have you done any virtual gigs? Or?
2: We did. We, we did the Great Escape record. Oh, we, we pre-recorded that, but I've kind of been a little bit anti them. I've not been that. They don't. They don't. Uh, Exact. can't quite feel the
1: energy, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I don't know how you guys, what do you guys, how, have you watched many, or like, how do you feel about them?
0: You sort of dipped in wow. and out of them.
1: It's not the same, though, because you can't really feel no, the energy in the live
2: performance. That human That's interaction. Kind of interaction, yeah, yeah, it yeah. just doesn't exist. Uh, it's tough, yeah. I think, you know, I think everyone just kind of got very bored very quickly of Instagram lives in someone's bedroom, and like, they're at the very start <laughs> of COVID. <going> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, you know, there's some people that have done amazing things, like the Dua Lipa one was that crazy, like, she did was it two nights, she did like two separate things, and she did that, in, it was like a whole stadium show, and yeah, that felt like an event, but you know, someone's got like two million quid to spend on the live show, then I've not got that in my bedroom or my studio, <laughs> well, um, but yeah, I think for The Great Escape, we, um, we used my studio space and shot it in there, and I wanted it to feel like you were in the studio with us, and... Yeah, I think you just feel like that, it's like a cool, re- I just wanted the space to be represented in that way and, you know, we could have gone and shot it elsewhere, but we're like, now. let's do it, like, where you've spent, you know, 90% of the time making this music that's now being shared with the world, so, yeah.
0: <laughs> it's that funny sort of dichotomy, because you're in your own home space, an intimate space, you kind of have that comfortable feeling, but at the same time, you're not able to connect as well. Yeah,
2: after a song i don't know what like to say it might say something from the crowd and you mm. you have someone to interact with and yeah yeah you know you'll see it when the greatest skit thing is that like we just played the songs right <laughs> really say anything um yeah just didn't really want to didn't really feel like it was necessary to um yeah yeah i think that's been the toughest thing about the last year like a lack of interaction with people like you you know um Meet, just meeting like random people at shows is always, has always there's always been like the most fulfilling thing for me like whether it be playing or whether I'm going to a show, um, yeah. I don't know there's this kind of like kinship because you're stood by someone that either like loves the same thing you do or is like there enjoying what you're doing, and that's like incredibly like gratifying. And yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, the, the streams are a strange one to me.
1: Yeah. How did you find lockdown? Good. I won't lie. Um, I just slowed
2: down. Um, yeah, I think my brain can be relatively intense, like all the time. Um, and this just forced me to stop, to, to do
1: nothing, and to, <clears throat> to not rush anything. I think um, with the
2: music, like the, the EP that's coming out um, uh, on the 7th of May, would have come out in like drips and drabs, like through lockdown. Because 'cause I'd have put one song out and I'd put you know, and then it 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 made me take time to get a manager in place, to get the right publisher, to sign a really small deal for the EP with a really great label and, you know, like um like solidify everything creatively and take my time with stuff and, and again like get better at things that we were, you know, we weren't as good at before lockdown because we had the time to spend we had to spend time to keep ourselves entertained, like learning stuff. Um So yeah, um yeah, I've quite enjoyed, yeah, enjoyed it. Like, you know, a, a, the stopping of life aside, I think there's been, yeah, um a, a lot of benefits from it for me, I think, in just terms of like my own outlook and like demeanor towards my own music and how it's coming out in the world. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have done it in the way I'm doing it now if it wasn't for
0: having a year to not, be able to do anything so mm. sounds like it's really helped you i mean it's not just made you sort of pause and reflect on things but you've also been involved in diy projects as well like your tote bags we saw yeah
2: yeah yeah i um yeah i've always been quite hands-on and even in like the old projects i always make stuff and i hadn't just realized i sat there i've like, not made anything for ages i'm not doing anything like that and then yeah they, they sold out in maybe like an hour and a an hour and half i think they were gone yeah and and i just spent like half an afternoon well an afternoon making them and like enjoying it and you know it's like i think the thing that i've always like enjoyed is is that interaction and if that was the mean you know if that that was fulfilling that interaction with people that are interested in what i'm doing and 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 are into that kind of thing then like that you know that that was fulfilling to me like to, to 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 one, to do them just to make them, and then like two, the fact they were gone so quickly, I was like, oh, cool, great, this is matched.
0: <laughs> so, have you tried anything else craft wise? I mean, um, I've just got buy bang into my cooking through lockdown as well. Um
2: a great veggie shakshuka, um, shakshuka, mm-hmm. shakshuka, How have you said yeah. Um But, no, like any crafts wise, we did um, like some embroidery. But, like, uh, really bad at that. Like, uh, yeah, incredibly bad. Um, What about you guys? Did you learn any any new skills through lockdown?
0: Um, I've had a go at sewing. I have to say. I've um, started a dress. It's in two halves still, but, yeah, it's it's quite exciting.
2: Nice. It's getting there. Yeah, it's (laughs) progress.
0: (laughs) It is. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we were talking to a guest the other week, anyone the wanderer, and he's never worked with fabric before, but you never believe he's actually made a, a sofa in lockdown. Whoa, that's mad. Wow. Imagine that, just going straight into upholstery. It's like, well,
2: wow. Yeah, just like absolutely dialing into something. Yeah. You're not like, just make it banana bread.
1: No. <laughs> that's yeah, crazy.
0: That? And you've been journaling, haven't you, Liz?
1: Yeah, I've been j- journaling, a bit of drawing, but nothing nice. too crazy. <laughs>
2: I think yeah, I I've c have I try and do my journal every day. You, are you an every day or are you like a once a week?
1: Once a week kind of thing. Nice,
2: yeah. Okay. Are you every day Yeah, 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 for like my own sanity I have to um,
1: You have to write it out.
2: It's made my memory loads better of like in in some things. because um, I can because if it's if it's written down by like my hands or I've done something with my hands that I can see that isn't in my phone or isn't on my laptop. Um mm-hmm. Then I remember it because I'm like, oh, it's like seeing a picture. Like we were talking about memories the other day, like all, just old shows we had, and we'll send each other pictures and stuff. Um, in my head, it's a more vivid memory of that time because I just associate these pictures with them, and they exist. Like you know, but, but yeah, I don't think it's like I don't know, I don't know. I don't There's know. Something it's something about
1: the, putting a pen to paper, isn't
2: it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't write any lyrics or anything on the computer or any. I will strictly pen and paper. It has to be. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've got books full of, like, ramblings and, and yeah, the, the inner thoughts. <laughs> that's
1: quite cool.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. <clears throat> the lyrics that don't make it to the, the records, I mean, do you sort of hold them back to do little poems? And
2: So before Right Person, Wrong Time was that Right Person, Wrong Time, there was, like, four versions of Right Person, Wrong Time. I just had the title, and yeah. I had some words, not all the words, uh... Yeah, and yeah, one of them was like this, like really, like kind of fast. Like I don't know how to describe it. Like this, I don't, just a real kind of like synth-led thing, rather than the like what it ended up being, like an like a you know overwhelmingly like guitar-based record. Um, yeah, so all these things exist probably, you know, in four or five forms. The songs that you've heard that are out, they've all been other things before they end up being that thing. Not always, but you know, a lot of the time there'll be like a version of it that's completely different to, to the thing that you hear now, which is, you know, I'd kind of like to share them at some point someday. But Yeah,
0: that'd be really interesting.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if anyone would be intrigued, it's, yeah, it's just the process. I'm always I'm fascinated by people's processes and I always like talking about the process because it always changes and, and, you know, I like finding out ways that people have done something completely different to me, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sort of takes you to the artist's frame of mind as well, like a little sketchbook or a journal. You just go and see that like, the the inner workings of their mind before the piece itself.
2: Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's very much like that. It's some, I'll sit for um, for half an hour and just fill a page and you know A4 page in like a sketchbook and just and, and cram it just with words and little sketches and things that are like informing that day's. Whatever, whatever, whatever's happening that day, you know, so, yeah, they, um, yeah, some are unhinged and some are, some are, some are nice, some are bad, some are, some are great, some are absolutely awful, but, you know, they, you have to, you have to do it, I think, and I enjoy doing it, I really, really enjoy doing it.
1: So, what's the Leicester music scene like?
2: Well, good, uh, like, like, genuinely, um, so, in the studio that I'm based in, I share um, the studio space, um, across the way, Easy Life in there, with us. Um, and there's some amazing
1: producers in there, there's the band uh, Bagward source who I share my studio with, um, they're in there,
2: they're great. Um, yeah, I think there this, this, this feels like a real like palpable energy in the city at the minute, like, waiting for something to happen, you know, obviously the success that Easy Love are having and the success that Mahalia's had, just Mahalia's from Leicester and, you know, played, played shows at one of the venues in the city since she was like 13, like honing her craft and, yeah, crazy. Um, and, you know, they've really, those two have obviously gone to like crazy levels and it's like the, everyone's now looking at, like, who's next, what's next, what's going to be the thing that goes next? And yeah, it's exciting to be a part of that, I think, and to to feel like you're on the cusp of something happening and, and enjoying what's happening. Yeah, but the, the scene is alive and alive and well.
0: So what have you been listening to recently?
2: Uh, what have I listened to recently? Uh, Back of Be Good from Oxford. Um, really, really good. Uh Low Island for new records out, played shows with them over the years, band from Oxford, amazing, amazing band. Um, what, else? what else have I been listening to? I don't really know. A band called Paper Kites from Australia. I don't know if you guys are familiar with them. They put a record out, I think it was 2018, um, which uh, was produced by the Nationals producer. Uh, and yeah, it's amazing. It's this kind of like 80s inf- inspired, like War on Drugs kind of sounding thing. Um, War on Drugs with this amazing like male and female um, vocals just kind of taking turns to, you know, sing and bounce off each other and call and respond and yeah, um yeah. It's it's called on the corner where you live. Um that's definitely worth checking out. But that's from a little while ago. But yeah, I don't know. What new stuff. Um not sure. I kind of go for like a lot of comfort music at the minute. I listen to a lot of old stuff, talk talk. I just always have on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Bee Gees as well at the minute. Um, yeah, and um, I listen to a bit of Laurie Anderson as well. She, um, she's amazing. Yeah. So.
0: And what about local artists for you? So local to Leicester. You mentioned Mahalia. Is there anyone else?
2: Yeah, like loads. Um, yes, yeah, so there's a band that I share my studio with called Hot Sauce. They make like. I always call it like um, it basically if like Frank Sinatra started an indie band, wow. um, <laughs> they're amazing. Um, yeah, and they play with me in the band. Uh, I'd say they, they are my like tip and my favorite, my favorite acts from the city uh, outside of you know the outside of Isla Mahalia. Um, yeah, I think Hard source have got like something really really exciting going on, and I've been working with an artist called um, called Billy from. Uh, from Nottingham as well, who makes amazing pop music. Uh, so yeah, yeah, she's definitely, definitely, definitely worth checking out. The greatest top lines in the game. Um, yeah, B Double uh Artist name is.
0: So beyond the Great Escape, I mean, you mentioned obviously well, an idea of sort of festivals. You're trying to map out ahead, the road ahead. Any other plans? we the tour, tour
2: in the autumn, like it's more on a more in a dates um, in the UK. it's just depends. Like you, cut yeah, it's hard, it's isn't it, a so plan and. Yeah, I'm lucky I've got like a really, really great agent and just kind of putting my faith in them and trusting them um, to, to, you know, to help us help us do these interesting shows. And I really want to play like some interesting spaces this year, um, whether it be, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I have no idea what you have like, thought about. It. I've been like kind of like too dialed into making these releases good um, to think too much about it. But yeah, we've got some festivals booked in. We're going to do a run of dates in the autumn, and I think we're going to end up going out and supporting some a couple of bands as well, um, and doing a run of dates through there. Um, but yeah, like, it's it's tough to just it's tough to plan at the minute. So yeah, we're just going to go with it, and, and if something comes up and it, it's worthwhile and it's working out, then we're going to do it. So.
0: And if you could collaborate with anyone, who would it be and why?
2: Two people spring to the straight away. Um, well, for Heim. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I could see it being good in my head. Um, and Dev Hines, I think Blood Orange. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Um, he's like an amazing musician. Um, yeah, I, uh, yeah, those two. I uh, think because they're both doing things that I um, that inspire me and excite me, and are doing things in a way that aren't that aren't a million miles from my world, um, but in a completely like innovative, exciting way. So yeah, I think if there was going to be, uh, I had to pick. I have to I'd have to pick those two. So.
0: I think we touched on earlier your influences and your process of making music. There's a lot of 80s sort of vibes coming through. Um, and you mentioned Talk Talk as well. So yeah. they are your go to sort of influence and vibes you want to sort of get through. Are you trying to sort of echo the 80s? I don't
2: think it's like a conscious thing. I don't. Um, it's just by like proxy. That's how my brain works. That's how I write like. Just loads of suspended chords, so it gives that... It's just instantly, that's how I learnt my phrasings, by learning those songs, and it was like, that. you know, that's how I write now. Um, But yeah, I think there was something about those records. They're still, like, like Colours of Spring by Talk Talk is on my favourite record ever. So, like, warm and percussive, and obviously everything was done on tape, and it's, like, it's my latest obsession. Um, Everything sounds so thick and, like, alive, and you can't... can't replicate it it's crazy um yeah so yeah just basically uh, when we get to doing the record like we want to do it on tape and go like for peter gabriel like that kind of thing and these big like percussive arrangements that like there's little pockets of things that happen once and don't happen again and like that's when you're going to go back and listen to it because you're like oh god I listen to those toilets like albums every time I find something new and yeah I think that's I find that like so exciting and like so like rewarding when you find something new in a record that you've like not listened to or listened to loads and then had some time away from and go back to
0: so cool so your art side of things are there any installations and stuff that you're going to be Working towards, you think hopefully things open up, say July or yeah. I think
2: maybe something around the CP, but definitely around the next one. Um, I kind of want to do like a full, like a really uh, like a, like the immersive like live experience of, of having, of essentially like be, being like in the band. Like if you're at the show, like you're within the band and you're like you're following the band round the venue. So that, I think that's like my goal for the end of the year to try and do something like that. Um, yeah i don't i don't quite know how we're gonna do it or what it's gonna be but that's not my next thing like some kind of immersive like gig experience with like a small amount of people but it, you it, every time you come we do it for like two days three days or something and every, you know on the hour every hour and everyone who comes sees something different and it's like a different experience so you can't ever go um you know you can't you wouldn't see the same thing twice if you went to every single one so yeah i think that's probably like on my radar now that's what i want to do so yeah something like something intriguing like that
0: so bringing us back to the Great Escape Festival, <coughs> are you allowed to say how many tracks you're performing?
2: I think all the sets are around 10 minutes. Um, it's like a pretty brief, um, which I kind of like, because, you know, yeah. who's got who's got hours and hours and hours to sit and watch um, all the bands at Great Escape that you would normally stumble upon? So, it's, you know, I think it's a cool thing that they're doing to... to allow people to see more stuff and to try and stumble online to something that they wouldn't normally watch um yeah we're playing right person we played right person wrong time in New York Times. so that's the that's the set (laughs) yeah
0: and those songs best represent you I guess that's why you've chosen them
2: Mm, yeah I think yeah it's just where I'm at now in the songs that you know that are out in the world and um yeah, that we've been playing as a band for a, a lot longer than, you know, they've, they've existed at, um, online and in the world. Uh, so, yeah they, yeah, they just felt like the, the obvious choices. So, you know, I think the obvious choices are more often than not the best choices.
1: So it's right person, wrong time based on a real situation?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, like, with Hindsight as well now, it's like I look at it completely different and it, I was so convinced that there was like a right person at the wrong time. It was just everything was against it. But like it's like now you have hindsight and you learn from these things. It's like a pretty unhealthy thought pattern to have because you're like stopping yourself from being like, open to like new experiences and meeting new people because you're like you're blaming external things and not taking responsibility for um, like something failing. And I think that's what I've learned from that from being out and, and having loads of conversations around it. But yeah, it was just it was it was a very like knee jerk thing and it felt like the at the time that's how I felt so yeah I think you know 90% of the songs are 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 done very very quickly and
0: are pretty instinctive and reflective of like where I'm at so we can't wait to check that out and uh look forward to obviously your new releases and yeah hopefully we can see you at a we, show sometime yeah. soon we have been everyone's been waiting for gigs for so long it feels like two years yeah
2: <laughs> yeah yeah it's crazy i think because everything just kept getting postponed 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 like mm. i remember like everyone be like oh Glastonbury's not gonna be on and i was like nah it'll be on yeah. and yeah god on like, you're like oh, obviously it's not gonna be on but yeah crazy so yeah yeah i hope to, i hope to see you both soon at a, at a show or or maybe at next year's great escape if we Definitely. get there yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. yeah so good that was cj pandit
1: chatting to us here at spiral magazine Ahead of this year's Great Escape Festival, which runs online from the 13th to the 14th of May 2021.
0: CJ Pandit's latest track, New York Time, is out now on Spotify, and you can find them on all social media platforms.
1: You can also discover more incredible talent like today's guest, CJ Pandit, on our blog, spiralmagazine.wordpress.com.
0: We support and spotlight an eclectic mix of alternative musicians that we love. Hopefully, you too spiral off to discover all our featured artists further. Buy their music, support a local show and continue this spiral of love.
1: Thanks for listening and take care.